to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens presented by star style productions as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity you'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters meet and chat with cool celebrities exhilarating experts and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know it's time to kick off the fun with our star teens welcome to express yourself Let not the seasons, nor the sun, nor the stars, nor the moon, or planets make a timetable for your life. Frank A. Carlyle Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We are a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, creator and producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, We bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top non-profit honored by GuideStar and great non-profits. Before we get into today's show, Be The Star You Are's volunteers and I want to urge you to check out our website at btsya.org. Go to the events tab to find exciting events we have coming up and also visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com to check out past editions of our show. We are thrilled to have received a Certificate of Recognition from the California Legislature honoring Be The Star You Are volunteers for 20 years of dedicated service to the community through literacy and positive media messages we will continue to empower. We are starting off the show with a chapter on longevity from Be The Star You Are founder, bestseller, author, and producer of Express Yourself, Cynthia Bryan. So let's get started with The Gift of Longevity by Cynthia Bryan. In the same week that I was recovering from a serious case of mumps, five children in the United States, including myself, were diagnosed with a severe swelling of the brain known as encephalitis. Four died within 14 days. Miraculously, I was the only survivor. Ever since I've had a great respect for the fragility of life, I plan on living to 108. Before antibiotics and vaccinations were discovered and implemented, 50% of children died before they were five from many of the killer diseases, including measles, mumps, chickenpox, polio, whooping cough, and malnutrition. In developing countries, these illnesses are still a major problem. Being a child is a risky business. Life expectancy has changed dramatically since the time of the Roman Empire when the average lifespan was 22 to 25 years. In 1900, the world average was 30, while in America, a male could expect to live to 46.3 and a female to 48.3. Fast forward 100 years to millennials born in 2000, where the average man is expected to live to 75 and women to 80. Add a dozen and a half more years, and a baby born in 2018 has the potential to live to 150 or more. What has changed to make the pages of science fiction a reality? One of the main reasons we can expect to live longer is because we didn't die young. Improvements in science, medicine, hygiene, 
nutrition, public health awareness, sanitation, and clean water and safety precautions in the workplace have all contributed to the longevity revolution. In first world countries where ample food supply is the norm, lifestyle choices have improved with the dissemination of scientific information, listing ingredients on packaging, washing hands, getting annual checkups, and an emphasis on preventative medicine as well as an attitude of positive mindfulness have assisted in upping the aging ant. According to statistics gathered from the United Nations for the period of 2005 through 2010, the world's highest life expectancy is found in Japan. Until westernized customs hit Okinawa, it was considered the mecca of low mortality with more centenarians than anywhere else on the globe. 42 per 100,000 people versus 10 per 100,000 residents in industrialized countries. Interestingly, 86% of the centenarians are women. What characteristics set them apart from the rest of the world's population? The Okinawa Centenarian Study found that Okinawan elders are laid back, easygoing, adaptable, optimistic, relying on strong family and friend connections, plus deep spiritual beliefs. They also follow a low-calorie diet of fish, vegetables, pork, small amounts of rice, and eat as Confucius instructed. Eat not until you're full, but until you're eight parts out of ten full. In other words, 80% satiated. But you don't live in Japan or in areas designated as longevity, blue zones. What can you do to increase your odds of living to 80, 90, or 100? As long as you don't get run over by a bus, killed in a bizarre accident, or terrorist attack, here are 20 things you can do to increase your odds of living until old age. Number one, sleep seven to nine hours every night. Number two, decrease usage of medications and drugs. Number three, drink more coffee, green tea, and plenty of water. Number four, eliminate sugar. Number five, load up on fresh vegetables and fruit. Number six, bathe your senses in nature. Number seven, exercise. Number eight, volunteer with a nonprofit and help someone else. Number nine, discover your purpose, passion, and positivity. Number ten, adopt a pet. Number 11, wear sunscreen and limit sun exposure. Number 12, attend religious services or believe in a higher power. Number 13, spend more time socializing with friends and family. Number 14, read and learn new skills regularly. Number 15, check in with your physician. Number 16, moderate your alcohol intake. Number 17, laugh often. Number 18, stay married or faithful to a lifelong partner. Number 19, invest and save money for a rainy day. And number 20, enjoy your vacations and playtimes. There are no guarantees in life except the true cliche of debt and taxes, but embracing a healthy lifestyle filled with love, laughter, hobbies, recreation, friends and family decreases the cellular deterioration leading to premature aging caused by stress. Let go of regrets. Begin to live today with the hand you are dealt. What you do with it is up to you. From the moment we are born until the day we take our last breath on this planet, we are in the process of dying. Our genetics account for just 25% of our potential to live a long, full life. The other 75% is up to us to implement. 
If you need a roadmap to guide you to old age, get out your pen or your keyboard and take inventory of your daily habits. Review the 20 tips above and elaborate on what you're doing to increase your odds of longevity. Are you getting the right amount of vitamin D? Are you over or under eating? Do you get adequate Z's? When was your last physical? Have you had a flu shot this year? Is daily reading part of your routine? Are you working too many hours? Is stress your normal mood? Do you pray, walk in nature, and appreciate the beauty surrounding you? Remember that work is not life. Time is precious. The clock is ticking. I grant you permission to pause, pamper, and play. Don't be afraid that your life will end. Be afraid that it will never begin. I wish you a long, healthy, happy life. Looking forward to blowing out 108 candles. And in the end, it's not the years in your life that counts. It's the life in your years. And that quote is by Abraham Lincoln. Well, audience, what an amazing chapter from our very own Cynthia Bryan. For more chapters, please visit www.bethestarur.org. And be sure to stay right here as we continue our wonderful discussion on the gift of longevity in the next segment. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit expressyourselfteenradio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to the theme of longevity. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a listen, a voice to be listened to. Today, we're joined by our star guest, Melissa Alvarez, a best-selling, award-winning author who has written 10 books and nearly 500 articles on self-help, spirituality, and wellness. As a professional intuitive coach, an energy worker, spiritual advisor, medium, and animal communicator with over 25 years of experience, Melissa has helped thousands of people bring clarity, joy, and balance into their lives. Melissa teaches others how to connect with their own intuitive nature and work with frequent spiritual growth. Melissa is author of 365 ways to your psychic self and animal frequency. Melissa's books have been translated into Romanian, Russian, Chinese, French, and Czech, and she currently lives in South Florida with her family and her dogs and her horses. With that, let's go ahead and welcome Melissa on the show. Hi, Melissa. 
Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Thank, Thank you. Thank so you much you for know, inviting me on the show today. Absolutely. We're super excited to have you on. And, you know, right off the bat, I'm just going to start out with, uh, you know, asking you, what exactly does Earth frequency mean? And how can that help us every day, 365 ways, uh, when we try to raise our Earth frequency? So, Earth frequency is the energy of the Earth. Um, And when I, I write about frequency, so 365 ways to raise your frequency that was my first book that came out, um, and that's where I teach you how to raise. It, it's 365 different uh, exercises that you can do um, to raise your frequency. And then I also have a book about animal frequency and how Absolutely. to uh, that's... communicate with animals mm-hmm. at the level of divine. So Earth frequency is a continuation of the whole frequency theme, um, talking about the Earth frequency and the vortexes and how you can connect to the energy of the earth and how it can benefit you. Oh, that's very fascinating. And when you talked about animal frequency, I have a pet bunny and it would be super cool if I could communicate with it. Um, so well, you are <laughs> You definitely can. <laughs> yeah, so what would you say are some of the benefits? And if you don't mind giving a few examples of one of the 365 ways to indeed raise your frequency... Um, what are some of the benefits to connecting to the frequency of the Earth? So one of the, the best uh, things that it does for you is it can help ground you. So if you're feeling really scattered or like everything feels like it's going wrong, if you ground yourself to Earth's frequency, it's so strong and so... Um, I know it's it's a magnitude to Earth's frequency that it can really just ground you and help you uh, come back to your own center. Uh, It can also help you feel more enlightened and alive. It can raise your frequency through the connection. Uh, It can help you increase your self-confidence. And if you're ever feeling, like, confused about how to handle a situation, by grounding yourself with Earth's frequency it can give you clarity to situations as you meditate on them while connected to the Earth's frequency. It also can help you see things from a different perspective uh, because if you're you're not deciding on what you want to do, it, by grounding yourself, uh, it can lift you up. Even though you're being grounded, it can still lift you up and help you see things in a way that you might come to a different conclusion. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's it's all about listening to what's around you and figuring out where you fit in, in this grand scheme of things. Uh, you know, what's really That's interesting. Absolutely. Uh, but but what's, what's interesting is um, I'm a neuroscience major I'm in college right now, second year, and I'm taking a class called circadian rhythms or it's biological clocks. And it centers uh-huh. around the idea, right, that organisms evolved around this 24-hour period and then the larger sort of yearly circulation of light and dark that is created by the Earth. So I actually wanted to Mm -hmm. ask, do Earth frequencies tend to oscillate with the seasons or with, you know, where the Earth is in terms of, uh, you know, the rotation or the the orbit or, you know, where it's turning on its axis? And does that affect uh, where we stand with the Earth's frequency, and our own moods and thoughts. Absolutely, it does. 
<laughs> so, have you ever heard of Mercury going retrograde? So, when the planets move backwards, even though day and like the, the way it affects our moods, it, but I don't know a lot about it. <laughs> Uh, well, when it goes retrograde, it can uh, it can affect the Earth because it's just the it's a gravitational pull and the tides. I mean, I think it all works together. Um, and mm-hmm. specific places around the world too have their own unique frequency. But to specifically answer your question, yes, I think the oscillation and the tides and other planets, how all that is affecting the Earth, that all can affect us as well. So. Mm-hmm. I think it's a continuing change with the frequency. It's always it's always changing. Oh, that's fascinating. And would you say that the Earth frequency changes over time, or is it pretty constant over the years, or does it increase? Is there basically a pattern for the Earth frequency? I don't, I don't know that there's definitely that there's really a pattern to it. Um, but it's it's like all energy. All energy is always moving it's always in a, a, a state of flux you know it may be going up or down um and it's how we connect to that energy at the point in time in our lives where we can get the most benefits from it so you know depending on what's going on with you at this particular moment do you feel like you need to be grounded or do you need to be lifted up um do you need to fine-tune um, your own inner frequency, because we all have our own individual frequency as well, um, in order to have spiritual growth. Um, and if so, what kind of places you know, around the Earth can you visit, whether it's physically or remotely, um, mm-hmm. how can you visit those places to get the most benefits from them and connect with them? to raise your own frequency or become more grounded and absorbing the energy of the earth. Absolutely. It's important to seek those sites out. And I actually, mm-hmm. when I, when I was a, um, you know, when I was a preteen, when I was sassy <laughs> and, and wanted to just <laughs> argue with everyone, you know, I went through a period of, if, you know, not really realizing that the earth had frequencies and that I could tune into them. And I thought, well, that's all bogus, but, What's really interesting yeah. is as I've delved into circadian rhythms and and biology, you know, hard science, uh, there are articles coming out that state that when you were born, depending on the light that comes in during the photo period, if you were born in the summer, if you were born in a certain month, it affects your your disposition. And so a lot exactly. of a lot of the things you're talking about in your books really have you know, evidence is starting to come up that supports all of these conclusions that you already are an expert on. But, you know, I wanted to ask, (laughs) I wanted to ask about uh, specifically technology, because I know that, uh, you know, artificial lighting and and temperature Mm -hmm. controlled housing, our iPhones, all of that stuff affects our light-dark cycles on kind of a daily basis and our moods, does it also, you know, cut across that connection that we have with the Earth? Does it disrupt the Earth's frequency? Or I disrupt, think it does. You know? Yeah, no, I <sighs> definitely think it does because it put, there's so many different energies from, you know, like your phones and microwaves and everything else that sometimes as people, it you know, how do you get through that to connect to the Earth? 
You know what I mean? And, and it can mm-hmm. it can be very disruptive um, because I know, like for me, my own particular energy, I can't wear a watch because it just it'll stop working every time. And mm-hmm. cell phones, I I just had to take the case off of my cell phone, so hopefully it doesn't die. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I have to keep like one of those Autobox cases on it because my energy will affect my phone, and I've mm-hmm. worked through phones like crazy before just because of that. Um, so, you know, I think that, you know, we have to, technology is wonderful. I love technology, but I think sometimes you just have to get away from it. And Absolutely. when you do get away from it and you spend time in nature or, you know, around animals or just connecting to the different frequencies that, that are natural and that come from the earth and from the trees and from water, the oceans and all of that, it really helps you to get a clearer insight to your own self and to look at your own spiritual being in a different manner and to understand yourself better and to be able to like set goals for yourself and and it's very productive to me at least when you let all that go and you get away from all of those disruptive energies um, from technology and stuff like for example right now I'm sitting in my car outside because in my house, it's just too, too many disruptions. Absolutely. And, you know, being here, it's very calming and it's very grounding as I talk to you to be able to try to explain how these earth frequencies work and how you can benefit from them. Oh, it's, it's really fascinating how um, you had to remove the otter, or no, you have to have the otter box cover on, um, otherwise it'll interfere with your energy. <laughs> Maybe yeah, my husband is sometimes... like, how many phones are you going to burn through? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why I also have an otter box. <laughs> maybe it's just yeah, yeah, along with my energy. Especially if you're an intuitive yourself, and a lot of times people who are intuitive don't realize it, and they people who are empathic and intuitive, they automatically, I believe, will connect to the energies around them. And you can really sense the energies of other people. And if you don't protect yourself in some manner, like with an otter box and, or just, you know, you look at the watch on your, the clock on your phone instead of wearing a watch, um, then you, you'll experience stuff like that. And that sometimes is a key to people who, think, well, maybe, am I intuitive? Am I able to connect to these frequencies? Um, Mm -hmm. And and then, you know, they can't wear a watch. Okay, that's a sign. So listen to that, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm. Absolutely. I wanted to ask, you know, uh, speaking of kind of discovering your intuition, you know, uh, first of all, I wanted to know, um, how did you discover your connection to the Earth's frequency and your own intuition? And then how does how does an intuitive connection say somebody somebody has this connection, but then hasn't, you know, aren't isn't aware of Earth frequency and the idea of being able to connect to that frequency? How is this intuition, you know, interpreted by a lay person and what can they kind of do to figure it out and figure out that they are, in fact, you know, making this intuitive connection? So let me answer that part first because right, um, a lot of times the, the second part of the question, I want to answer that first. A lot of times mm-hmm. people who are empathic and intuitive, they don't realize it. Um, mm-hmm. 
but things will start to happen that when when you're ready and when you're supposed to understand that you're you have these abilities, things will start happening that make you go, wait a minute, what, what what's up with that? Why did that particular thing just happen? And the more it happens, the more you become aware of it, and then you start to like research and read and try to figure out what's happening to you because. Things seem like coincidences when they're really not coincidences. Or you may say something and then you're like, why did I say that? But then it's right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that the universe itself, it's like it, you, the energies are there and you just start tuning into them and it expands and it expands and expands until you finally go, hey, what is this? So mm-hmm. just now that I've said that, let me tell you what happened to me. So... I got sick, really, really sick in eighth grade. They didn't know what was wrong with me. They couldn't figure it out. But I saw an elemental spirit right before I got sick. And Mm -hmm. that spirit told me, you're going to be very ill, but after this, you're going to know things, and you're supposed to use this. It's a gift. You're supposed to use it to help people. And I'm like, okay, I'm hallucinating. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> My mom ended up having to get me from school, you know. And I was just like, I, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Well, two weeks I was sick, and then after that, I did start knowing things. Like, I would finish somebody's sentence, and then they're like, how did you know that? I haven't told anybody that. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, and, and I didn't know. And I couldn't figure it out. So... For 20 years, I'm like, I don't want to know. I don't want to deal with this. You know, just go away. Just leave me alone because, you know, I don't need to know that you need a message delivered to somebody and you're not on this plane of existence anymore. The first time I saw or felt spirit around me, it scared me half to death because I didn't understand it. So after fighting it and fighting it and fighting it, I finally said, you know what? I just, I give up. (laughs) I give up. I'll use my abilities. I'll try to help people. They're going to all think I'm crazy and that I'm nuts. But you know what? Obviously, this is something I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. As soon as I did that, my life got so much easier. And I have been able to help people understand how to use their abilities. And, you know, if they come to me with a question like, what does this mean? And I can say, from my experience, this is how I interpret it, and this is what I think, and, and this is what I sense. And I use my own intuition to try to help them understand theirs. Um, so it's been a long pathway, and I didn't necessarily really want to be on it, but, you know, I've been able to help so many people open their own eyes to their own spirituality and their own intuitive abilities that, you know, I'm really happy that I chose to finally give up. (laughs) (laughs) You finally, you know, you just, once you go with the flow, do what's natural to you and what best benefits others, it all just, it all just flows together. (laughs) It does, but sometimes doing that is hard. It's really, really hard, especially if you, if you hear, because I'm clairaudient, so I hear Mm -hmm spirit tell me things or say to me, can you give a message? And and I don't want to see them in front of me, but in my mind's eye, I'll, I'll see what the person looks like um, or looks like on this plane of existence. And mm-hmm. they'll tell me messages, and, and I've had things happen where I'd be in line at a store, 
and they're like, give this message to that person right there. And I'm like, no, I don't, I'm not going to just walk up to them. (laughs) You know, I don't want to do that. But every single time that I've gotten over my own, oh my gosh, do I really have to do this? Do I have to talk to this person? But I go and I'm like, look, you're going to think I'm nuts, but this is the message. And then it's always been something that was super important and it gave them a sense of closure, either from a death in the family or something that they had experienced. And, you know, it, it's still, I mean, I've been doing this for, it seems like forever now, but it's still hard when you you hear them and they want you to deliver the message. But now I, I've pretty much gotten over it and, and I'll do it, but it's, not ever easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, that's that's really fascinating how you get these messages from these spirits and wow that that's just that's truly a gift and when my grandpa passed away um, I would I would love to know what he has to say to me and oh my gosh that's really amazing um, how how do you control the thoughts that come from the spirits. Um, you really can't, um, because, so, so, to me, when spirit talks to me, that is a type of frequency, too. It's, it's frequency between the, the realms of existence. So, they're on the spiritual plane, and I'm on the physical plane, um, and the way that I can tell that it's not just my, my brain making up something is it feels like it's outside of me. It feels like you know, somebody's over there talking to me and it's not internal. Do you understand? So Mm -hmm. if it was internal, I would think that, okay, this is just me thinking and making up stuff. But it doesn't feel like that. It always feels like it comes from outside of me. So there's really not any way to control it. And sometimes it's very annoying, especially when it's like, Melissa, Melissa. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What do you want? (laughs) Exactly, and I tend to ignore it a lot of times because I'm always super busy, and and they will wake me up, you know, or if I'm sleeping, I'll just hear Melissa, and then, you know, and so I'm like, okay, what, what is it? And I try to be as accommodating as possible, but, you know, I had to set a few rules, too. It's like, don't touch me, you know, you can appear in my mind's eye, but not right in front of me, please, you know, and it's really good about not doing those things if you set rules. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's, you're constantly just, uh, what, what did they say? Um, <laughs> don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> that sort of, exactly. it gives me that, <laughs> that sort of vibe. But, you know, I, I also wanted to ask, uh, you know, speaking of importance to the living, right? <laughs> Passing on messages mm-hmm. and, and helping, you know, people who are just in your vicinity. Uh, I know that there's been a lot of articles written about, you know, how sleeping and waking and eating with the Earth's 24-hour oscillations kind of protects mm-hmm. against all these different diseases, cancers, neurodegenerative diseases, diabetes, heart disease, met- metab- metabolic diseases. And I wanted to ask right. if being in sync with the Earth's frequencies brings similar benefits to people who are, you know, trying to make sure that they live long and happy lives. Does it sort of exactly. have the same... It absolutely does. 
Oh, that's good. <laughs> and so how how would office workers say say I'm a I'm working in a cubicle every single day. I'm I've got a busy schedule. I'm in a skyscraper. I live in an urban setting and I've lost touch with the earth's frequencies. What do you suggest a person in that situation should do to make sure they get the benefits to longevity that being in sync with earth's frequencies kind of provides? Um, do anything they can do to get outside. Um, because <laughs> when you spend time outside, even if, if you have to go to work and you have to go home, so you have to walk outside. Um, right. So, you know, pay attention to the wind, pay attention to the air, pay attention to how, even if you're wearing shoes, how are your feet touching the earth? You know, the earth. Mm-hmm. So, if it's concrete everywhere, imagine your energy going through the concrete as you walk and connecting with the dirt underneath and allowing the earth's frequency come up through that dirt, through the concrete, through your shoes and into your, your body. And then that you can use creative visualization that way in order to, um, to feel the connection. The best mm-hmm. thing in the world, though, is you can find a spot of grass, take off your shoes and walk in it. <laughs> Just, you know, <laughs> if you're in the city, I mean, I'm in a, I mean, I'm in a, in South Florida and we, you know, it's, it's a lot of city around me, but there's always mm-hmm. a little spot of grass here and there or whatever. Just, you know, if it's someplace that people walk their dogs, make sure you look before you walk in there, but you know, <laughs> if you can Definitely ground yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywhere that you can find or, or like a lake or anywhere you could, um, the ocean, I mean, any that's outside that you could spend a little time and and feel the different ions in the air. Like when you're around water, the ions that are around water, any type of water, will help to relax you and make you feel grounded. And even though it's not, Earth's frequency is not just about the ground itself. It's every Mm -hmm. part of it. So the wind, the trees, you know, the animals that live here, there's all different kinds of frequencies that you can connect to that are part of Earth's frequencies. Mm-hmm. Oh, so basically we have to connect with nature and not so much of the man-made concrete and everything. Um, exactly, so what, because that's how you'll connect to the Earth. That's mm-hmm. true. So what would you say are some of the different kinds of sacred sites? Um, like, let's say, all around the world. What are some famous places that um, have like really good earth frequencies that we can sink in with. Well, any place that's like a body of water, there's man-made sites. There's, um, well, I have like 250 different sites in the book. Um, and it's a variety of things. Uh, there's mountains, there's, um, Places like cliffs where people used to live in the cliffs, you know, and the energy that those people brought to that place and and just the way that the cliffs are made. Um, There's waterfalls. There's, oh, I don't know. There's hundreds of different kinds of places um, that you could use, that you can connect to. Um, I have a list of them in the book that you can go through and you can see. Um, to try to find something near you that might be, you know, beneficial. Like for me here in South Florida, the ocean is great. The lakes are great. Uh, we have a lot of canals around here, you know, um, mm-hmm. anything like that. 
Yes. I uh, The great thing about my, uh, I work in a lab and my lab mates, a lot of my lab mates just moved from Orlando. Uh, they were down in in Florida and they said, they said there's, there's lots of, because it used to be all, you know, swampland. So there's a lot of little ponds and there's gators in there, <laughs> but it's just, yeah, it's, you have to watch the gators. That, or, yeah. <laughs> one in the canal behind my house last week. So <laughs> oh my goodness. you definitely have to watch right for there. Them. Connection with nature. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I love the idea. Well, not the idea, the reality of, of ions and, and, you know, that affecting how we think and how we act because, you know, our brains, that's how we, create our thoughts and our movements and everything our our neurons are sending messages through the exchange between cells or like uh between the cell and its environment of sodium and potassium right. ions and that's how that's yeah. how the messages are sent and i <laughs> i'm also in a class called um the brain inside out where we're looking specifically at neuronal oscillations and frequencies and the 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 cycles that neurons go through when they fire so this is just all really right. exciting to me <laughs> but yeah, I, I you know so interesting to me too because you know, that's like the frequency within our bodies. And, mm-hmm. and so if you imagine how those neurons are firing and how they're, how you're connecting to yourself and then imagine the same types of things around the earth and you can connect to the earth as well. Exactly, exactly. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> I've been in, in that class, you know, I've, I've been learning so much of what I feel like you already know. <laughs> and it's just oh. really, as, a, as a sophomore in college that all of this stuff really impacts how I think and how I work. And I, you know, I wanted to ask right. about, uh, I, when, whenever I come to a really rough patch in my life, when I'm making a big decision or <laughs> relationship-wise a lot of the time, but also also when I'm choosing between, you know, different options in my future, making big decisions, I tend to go online and do a tarot reading. I don't really have access uh-huh. to a physical tarot reading, but the, the kind of mantra or the message that they, they ask you to go through before... Is a sort of process, speaking words out loud to yourself and envisioning your body, like roots connecting your body to the ground. Now, when I go through right. these tarot readings, I'm often in my room and I'm on like the second or third floor of a building and I get worried that I'm not going to be able to connect with the physical ground uh, and, you know, that I, I won't be able to really channel anything <laughs> properly so right. do you have any advice for that is there really something affecting that connection um actually what you could do is you have to use creative visualization to go through everything that's around mm-hmm. you until you get to the connect to the, to the place that you want so it's mm-hmm. like you imagine the the concrete just so it disappears the you know, whatever floor you're on, you just that the energy can go through there. I really like to use something that's like, it's white light energy. It's very healing. But mm-hmm. I like to use that to help clear the pathway to what I'm trying to get to. So if mm-hmm. I'm trying to ground myself, then I use the white light to as a bubble around me, and then I connect that down into the earth, you know, even if you're on a second floor or whatever, you can always do that. 
So, like, with me, what I'll do is I'll just include the whole house and put a mm-hmm. bubble of white light around me and then underneath oh. the house so that I can get mm-hmm. that energy from the earth pulling up to me, you know, if I'm on the second floor. So you could try oh, something sweet. like that, you know, using creative okay. visualization to kind of get rid of everything that's in the way so you can make that connection. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you can't see this, but I'm... I just wanted to say I'm furiously scribbling this down on a notepad next to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in any of my books, there's a ton of exercises in all of my books. So, you know, even with Earth Frequency, there's, oh, I don't even know how many exercises in there that'll teach you how to do these kind of things. So, you know, that's, that's what I try to do with my writing. I try to write in a very conversational tone so that it makes Mm -hmm. sense to the person reading it. And I also like to give a lot of different exercises so that you can try it yourself and and hopefully get good results just by trying it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So you talked about the 37th parallel and it's like an invisible energy and do you think it's related to Area 51 and what are your thoughts on that? Um, basically what everybody thinks of that is like it's the UFO highway and I mm. included that in there because it's so, um, the energies there are affected, there's different points along that highway where the energy is so strong and people have had such paranormal events happen to them there that I thought it was important that it needed to be included because You never know, you know, and whether you believe in UFOs or not, there is something happening with the energy along that pathway that I think bears further investigation or at least to consider it, like what's happening here, you know what I mean? Man, there's been so much um, uproar about Area 51 specifically. That's super intense. Oh, yeah. And, you know, (laughs) (laughs) if only people knew. I feel like there's... There's a lot of attributing it to certain that, you know, might not really hit the mark. <laughs> oh. But speaking of, you know, this this sort of mass idea or like the, the, the actions of the masses, does everybody have a sensitivity to earth frequency or does it vary by individual? Um, I think every, I think it varies by individual, but I also think that everybody can connect to Earth frequency. Um, mm-hmm. It's just being aware of it and understanding that it's there, and that if once you experience it and you can see a difference in your life by using those connections, then I think you you're more aware and you want to do. Excuse me, you want to do it more, and you want to have more experiences like that. But so would you say you know, a lot of people that, may not realize that that's what they're doing. So would you say that our Earth frequency is higher when we're around people, or do you find that it's better to stay grounded all alone? Um, I think it's good to be grounded, but you don't have to be grounded alone. I mean, you can you can be in a, a group of people, but you can still be grounded to the earth's frequency and grounded in your own spirituality and in your own core spiritual essence um, without, you know, with, you could do it by yourself. I mean, a lot of people do, 
I mean, I know I do, but I also can feel the same thing if I'm in a crowd of people. And a lot of times, like with me, because I pick up on a lot of stuff going on with people when I'm in a big crowd, and I just have to put a block up. So for me, I prefer being grounded in a group of people just because it helps me to keep that block and not to hear and pick up on everything that everybody's doing. You know, not okay. that. So I, I guess it's you know kind of I mean? like <laughs> meditation where you can decide by like preference if you prefer doing it like alone or with people. Well, thank right. you so, so much, Melissa, for teaching us your inspirational craft. Audience, please learn more about Melissa and her work at www.melissaa.com. Support more segments like this one by donating to the Be The Star You Are 501c3 Literacy Charity that brings you this program. I'm Siri Panindra. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Make sure you guys visit btsya.org to find out more about spreading positivity with Be The Star You Are. Also, check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Stay right here with us as we continue our discussion on the gift of longevity. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit expressyourselfteenradio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm Brigitte Gia, and we're finishing off the show with our live conversation about the gift of longevity. And I'm Siri Panindra. After hearing from Be The Star You Are founder Cynthia Bryan and our wonderful guest Melissa Alvarez, we thought we'd like to share our own thoughts on the subject of longevity. And I think it's something that is very important because life expectancy is it's a big issue. And a recent study stated that life expectancy of a human is around 75 years for women and 70 years for men. And I think, you know, it's always great to um, make your life longer. What are your thoughts on that, Rajit? Uh, yeah, definitely. I absolutely agree with you. Um, and it's it's really great for, <laughs> this, this statement's a little negative, but it's really great for first world countries <laughs> in which life expectancies are very long, which <laughs> I think 
obviously there's a lot of inequalities that definitely need to be addressed and we're working on doing so right now. Um, But I think, you know, it's the world, the important thing is that the worldwide average, the worldwide, as you stated, the worldwide life expectancy is rising, which I'm really excited about. And I'm hoping that, you know, as we continue on this positive trajectory, we are also working on decreasing the gap between the life expectancies of people who are living in first world countries, in developed countries, and people who are living in less developed countries who don't have mm. access to, you know, health care, different treatments that might alleviate, you know, the effects of cancers, of neurodegenerative diseases, of, of metabolic diseases. So, you know, there's a lot of things we have to work on, and I definitely agree with you, though, that things are things are looking up so far, and I'm hoping that exactly. we, right, we keep going on this path. Yeah, yeah, and um, Monaco has the highest life expectancy, which is like around 89.5, I believe, years, and then the country with the lowest is Chad at 49.81 years, and you're right about that. We kind of have to work together and decrease the gap, and, you know, even though the United States might be high, we have to take care of people like in Chad where the expectancy is only like 50 years, which is very hard to believe, but that's the reality. Absolutely. We, you know, we need to work towards making sure that everybody has equal access to longevity because it's, you know, we in here in the United States, right, we're, we're centered kind of around the idea that longevity is, is a right you know, we, we were born, we expect to live 80 years, and we don't think about what life expectancy might be in other countries. But you know, what's also interesting is that when people are looking at quality of life, um, and and when someone who isn't affected by any, any sort of disease at the moment is looking at uh, someone else's quality of life, we tend to map somebody else's life as better or worse than our own and their happiness like we tend to pit their happiness at a certain level say i'm a neurotypical individual i don't have any you know neurodegenerative diseases i'm not suffering from alzheimer's parkinson's als any of these diseases me as a neurotypical individual i may tend to see a person with alzheimer's for example a person with parkinson's uh, as someone who is less happy than i am so from that perspective i might say well me living 20 years is going to be like 20 more years is going to be better than someone with parkinson's living with 20 more years because they're going to have to suffer with parkinson's for 20 years but this perspective has been proven to be untrue by you know multiple reports there's been so much evidence against it because our view on life changes with our circumstances and we as human beings tend to keep a pretty high point of happiness we tend to find value in little things in life in our own situations in life whether we have parkinson's neurodegenerative diseases cancers or anything like that or not we tend to find happiness in different aspects of our lives and the challenges that we face so when when you know when people take the perspective of saying well i've somebody else has got this condition and i don't have this condition therefore my longevity has more value than someone else's longevity that i believe is 
pretty inherently false. (laughs) I just wanted to put that out there, yeah, because I feel like, you know, we tend to look at people who are less fortunate than ourselves as having worse quality of living than us. And then we tend to value their longevity at a lower, you know, amount than we average our own. And I think that sort that way of thinking has to be addressed and changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is definitely a wrong perspective. And I feel regardless of whether an individual has a disease or not, the quality of life has nothing to do with that. And it's more about how you, you know, take care of yourself. And um, yeah, I totally agree with you, Brigitte. You know, it doesn't matter whether you have a disease or not, you could still live your life to the fullest. And well, well, that said, um, I realized that stress can indeed shorten your life. And when I realized that, I started doing meditation and It's funny because I was driving back home today and someone on the radio was saying that people who tend to go late to work, they tend to live longer because of their relaxed mindset. And I feel like you should basically eradicate stress and make sure that you're controlling that to the fullest. Absolutely. Uh, What's interesting about stress is that it actually physically kills off your neurons. So what happens is when you're stressed out, your hypothalamic tract, kind of the, it's like the subcortical region of your brain, your hypothalamus will activate your, your stressor response, kind of your sympathetic nervous system, and it will increase the levels of hormones in your body. Um, And these stress hormones will cause you to have metabolic problems, sleep issues, they'll cause you to behave in a more stressed out way. And they actually bite back and they bind to, I think it's the the glucocorticoid uh, neurons in your cerebellum or something like that. And they kill these neurons, these brain cells, they reduce your capacity of thinking for life essentially because you're not neurons do not Mm -hmm. uh, regenerate right once you lose brain cells you lose them for good and so stress has this way of biting at you neurologically so that you lose your brain power and when your brain which is the center of who you are (laughs) deteriorates you know you lose access to longevity so I think you're definitely right there Mm. And having taken AP psychology last year, I was told that stress, it basically hurts your immune system and you'll be, you know, more, um, you'll be more likely to get more sicknesses when you're stressed. And Mm -hmm. exactly like you said, um, if you're stressed, your mind will stop working. And that's, that's exactly why I meditate the day of a test or like a really big exam, like the SAT or ACT. And I make sure that I'm not stressed because my immune system, it will not be that strong. And, you know, stress will just block my mind from getting this clarity that I need. And I think um, this was a very interesting discussion, Brigitte. And longevity is super important because it's all about life expectancy. I'm Siri Panindra, and you've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where the teens talk and the world listens. For more information on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs, please go to our main site at www.bethestarur.org. And I'm Brigitte Gia. As always, we give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are.
Voice America Empowerment Crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh, who puts up with us and gets us through the show. (laughs) Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top rated program. Be happy. Be thankful for life's ups and downs and be here. Speak up, speak out and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you will let yourself